Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Green all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. All right. Welcome into... The Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green, and got my man Austin producing over here we to back. my right. We're over here already getting the show started, talking about what my esports teams are doing. And we went three, we went toe to toe last night with Penn State in Overwatch 2, but just fell short one match. So we lost three to two in the series. So 0 1 for the week, but it's not over. Tonight it is Rocket League at 7 o'clock, either on Nebraska Esports Twitch channel. Nebraska Esports YouTube channel or Big Esports Conference YouTube channel. So several spots that you can watch the game. And in breaking down the game, like I said, the guys and the girls of the Overwatch 2 team have been um, practicing very hard because it's a new batch. It's two transfers from Concordia, um, Brittany and Brett, and I'll say their gamer tags, Scully, Scully Wolf, Scully Wolfie. And let me look at Brett's hold up before I say it wrong. Let me make sure I got it down, Pat. I can't be on air and talking, saying my players' names or gamer tags <laughs> wrong. Can't do that, you know. Can't do that. Too. You know. All right, let me find Overwatch here. Thought I had it on here, but I had their smash. Um, but they played well. Um, and they uh, we got a, an assistant coach in by the name of Loki. Love the name. And he is like the the Marvel yes, Loki, okay. Yeah, spelled nice. the same, and mm-hmm. he definitely knows his uh, Overwatch, and he knows tactic, you know, tactics, strategy, and planning of how to attack and how to engage, when to engage, when to disengage against um, opposing teams. So, you know, going, you know, listening to him every practice, listening to him pregame, postgame, midgame, you know, talking to the players, getting them on point, teaching them. And showing them the way of uh, how to play proper, you know, Valorant. And so, let me see. Here, here's the names. Here we go. We got Lo- yeah, Loki, Ashromo. He's a kid um, I recruited out of Westside. Um, Scully Wolfie, and uh, we got X Sparks and Cloud had a great game as well. I can't remember. I think he was DPS. I believe. I think he had Tracer. So he was probably Loki's. From a gameplay standpoint of understanding what his job is, mm-hmm. probably had the, you know, if we're handing out small little awards, player of the game mm-hmm. right there. Because he was able to cause a lot of damage, and that was helped us getting through and winning two of the three matches. It was the best out of six, and so uh, or best out of five or six. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so three to two against Penn State. But good stuff coming out of that because I'm watching practice the last week and a half and seeing all the information that Loki's giving them and then processing it. You know, I tell them, you know, I have my little times where I speak in, I, you know, as a coach, one thing I learned is obviously there is a such thing as overcoaching because Loki is saving a lot. He's saying everything they need to know and hear, mm-hmm. and he's not being, um, he's not being, he's not, he's unapologetic about it, mm-hmm. but he, he, he also lets them know, look, I'm doing this to make you better, help you understand what it means to be a really good overwatch player. And so, 
grinding on them, being critical of them, constructive criticism. So when I come in, I just I say this little a tidbit here and there, but like the like I was talking on before we went live, the things I see is just they're still processing all these nuggets, right? They got a big bag of information. Mm-hmm. And so I told them, look, just all the information that Loki's giving you, it's all great information, but just take one thing at a time and make it and then make it that focus for that that practice time or that scrim because then you're not because you can't master everything at one time. You got to take one thing at a time, mm-hmm. take it out. If he's talking about map awareness, work on your map awareness. If he's talking about aiming, if he's talking about if you're the DPS and you're covering for uh, the take and support or you're causing havoc with the other team, being the DPS, being the damage person, then take, you know, master, master all those little one things at mm-hmm. once. Then as you work on them every day, you cycle through, you know, through a Monday, Friday practice or Tuesday, Wednesday practice and games on top of that. You cycle through all of them by mid-season, which mid-season would probably be right at break um, going into December, Christmas break. Then that's going to be the change you're going to see. So don't get mm-hmm. frustrated now. Well, that's, and you know. what you're saying, too, is with all the that information going their way, with yep. all these changes to their gameplay, they're still in it. They're right there. Yeah. They still found a way to to gut out a couple matches. Um Obviously, needed one more for the win, but mm-hmm. to still be able to to take that coaching, to rely on their natural ability, to try to implement stuff like that on the fly, right. still be that competitive, still be that close. I think that's a testament to the the, the caliber of player yeah. on your team and just the the character they have to be able to take it in stride, not take it personal. Yep. be willing to to work on it. Yeah, it is. I mean, because because with with East, I say one. One tidbit different from an esports athlete to a traditional athlete, you have young men and young women that most of the time they're learning on their own mm-hmm. how to play this game, out of whatever game it is. If it's Overwatch 2, if it's League of Legends, if it's Valorant, if it's Smash, you know, I remember I was the generation where a console was a gift and I go sit in my room by myself. But my dad would jump, he would jump in with me. And eventually, after a while, my dad was like, all right, I'm done because you're destroying me <laughs> on these games. And, and my ego can't take it no more. My time here is done. Take right. everything t- you need to know. You're, you're good. You're good. You know? So, but if parents get past that and be like, look, I'm going to teach my kid the the mindset of when you lose. Which, what's the mindset? Because when you lose, you know, you're actually learning. You don't realize it because mm-hmm. the frustration is there. Right. You take away the frustration. You're like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do different next time. That's what I, and that's where as a kid, because I had my dad sitting there for those first couple trips playing mm-hmm. Madden, playing double dribble, playing tech one ball, 10 yard fight, when we're going against each other and he was winning some plays and losing some plays and I was winning and losing. But then, you know, he always sitting there with my dad and won. I was like, I'm not going to get mad because my dad, he's going to say something. <laughs> he's a <laughs> right. coach, you know, so that helped me not, oh man, or I mean, you know, get frustrated and want to, you know, only the one time, like I said, by myself, I chucked the controller. And my mom said, you break it, you buy it. And that ended all my raging um, from there. So it so for the players today, like I said, they get introduced to the game. Mostly they play it by themselves. But then once they get to where they have a group of friends that they play with or they're on the team, like the team the players are on now here in the eSports club in mm-hmm. Nebraska, in the Nebraska eSports. So they still a process of learning just that dynamic right. of dealing with losing and how do I process this to – to make it positive and then to help myself get better. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing I bring up. I just say something, you know, don't get frustrated. Keep working for the little tidbits that your coach is giving you because they're all very useful. And don't, don't try to all process them at one time because the computer can't do that. 
Oh, no. I mean, yeah. target prioritization, right? Exactly. What's the biggest threat at the moment? What's the biggest area that we need to work on? Work on that, get it down, then add a layer on top of that. Exactly. Work on it, add a layer on top of that. And doing that as an individual in your role, learning mm -hmm. for yourself, but in a team context, right? Because you're working with, what, four other people mm -hmm. in an Overwatch 2 game? Yep. You have to know them and what they're doing and what they're working on. There's a lot of moving parts, so many moving parts that you have to be able to try to track and keep straight yep. I mean, and think enough without overthinking. A hundred percent. And if you ever watched Overwatch, and I know you have Austin, mm -hmm. if anybody listening in, if you watch over, if you're watching Overwatch, it's complete and utter chaos. Oh, I have no idea what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, I just know it's, it's a lot of bright lights. <laughs> bright lights, flashing things. You got people and characters moving around. You don't know if they're connected or not. Energy balls. And, and yeah, you got lasers. You got, you got bow and arrows. You got everything going on. But if you, you know, so your first time watching it as a unexperienced viewer, what you need to do is probably just focus on the person they call tank, which mm -hmm. is usually the person that's the slowest moving, moving character in the, in the game. Or just pick one character and just follow them. Don't try to follow all five characters at the same time nope. you'll get an aneurysm or a headache uh, from your eyes on all over the map so just try to focus on the middle of the map or just one player to understand and uh, what's going on and kind of keep track of who's doing what if they're pushing the payload or mm -hmm. if they defending the point and you kind of can see those um game mode what's going on because right away you'll see a little robot pushing you know a cart down the road and so that's the pushing low one and then Obviously, you'll see the one where they're in an area is highlighted. When the team that is red is in the in the area, it's all red. Mm -hmm. The team in blue takes it over. That area is all blue. So then you know, okay, I'm watching. The, you know, this is my son's team. Or this is my daughter's team. They're winning or they're losing or they got to catch up. And so you watch those two. You figure out those two game modes, then you kind of know where you are in the game, like what mm -hmm. you're watching, and you can pay attention a little better um, from that standpoint as a viewer looking in. Because when I've I've watched it and I've been coaching it for three, four years, almost four years now. And it's just like, it's unbelievable what I'm watching. And like, I know what I'm watching now. So I'm like in the back of my head for somebody that never watched this game. I'm like, yeah, they're not having fun right now as a spectator. But you do those little tips, like I just said, just focus on the robot pushing the load or focus on if the red area is red or the blue area is blue. That means one of the teams is gaining time and percentage points to win the area off and then boom. They'll know who the victor is or who's about to win, things of that nature. So, Just like sports, too, the easiest way to get into it, like you said, is pick one, focus on one, but like watching the ball, right? It's the easiest yep. thing to do. Yeah, watch you the football, see what's going watch on. the soccer ball, right. watch the tennis, you know, watch who's, just watch the ball for fun. And then eventually your your spectrum, your eye, your kind of frame of reference kind of expands mm -hmm. as you watch the game more and more. Um, see someone coming from off screen. You yep. see the the right tackle missed a block, even though the play's going left and the mm -hmm. guy cut across the line to get it. You, yep. you start picking up on some of that stuff naturally. Naturally. So just like for fan's sake, and then obviously for what I was talking earlier about with the players, they do those things. That's what's going to help them overall get better. And the biggest frustrating, you know, biggest and number one thing, don't get frustrated. Mm -hmm. So actually corrected myself over here. Actually best out of, it was the best out of six. And we lost three to one. So mm. just, but still, it was even the, the second, third, or the second match. They played four matches. So all games were right to the end. And we kept, we actually won a few maps in between there. So that is good. And for tonight, it will be um, a Rocket League kicking off against Penn State's Rocket League team now tonight. So um, Rocket League is actually sitting, I believe they're at two and two or two and one. I looked up records last night. I was like, oh, okay. 
they're doing a lot better than I thought. Um, Rocket League is a game I could never get a hold of. I could never time like the jump flips. Yeah. Oh, that I'm, I could never do it. That is one thing. If I ever had a, a gaming wish, and we'll talk about genies and wishes <laughs> in a minute here. If I have a gaming wish, it would be that. Can I do? Can I master Ariel in mm. over or in Rocket League? And not mm-hmm. Ariel the mermaid. Right. <laughs> Ariel jumping off the ground with your car and trying to punch the ball into the goal or pass it to a teammate in Rocket League. That's what I'm referring to. So um, tonight we got our uh, Rocket League team, uh, Credle, was it Credit, Creed, Electro, uh, Nui, and Promising all playing tonight. Um, and I believe it's 3v3 here. So I don't know. I think the top three are the starters and Promising might be coming off the bench. I might be wrong. Mm. I'll, I'll learn this once I get more into depth with the team and Penn State. They got a squad. Let me see what their records are here. Regular season. Okay. So if, if learning aerials would be your genie yeah. wish, mine would be between either perfect map sense or perfect aim. Ooh. And I don't know which one. Yeah, I should ask. I didn't even think about like, that. I'm coach over here right now. Right. Yeah. Because, like, on the one one hand, like, I think I probably should have better map sense than I do sometimes, but I just don't play enough. I don't right. get deep enough. And a lot of people don't think about it, right? right? Sometimes the map, knowing the map, just like knowing the field. The routes, the yep. how that interacts with the... You know, a, the class, the character that they chose, the, yep. the normal flow, how do you kind of creep against the grain? Yep. There's a, a right lane, a mid lane, and a left lane. And then mm-hmm. sometimes there's a top lane or top level, mid level, and bottom, bottom. level. So, mm-hmm. you know, just having that conversation with yourself of knowing how to get to the best position, high point, mm-hmm. low point, to then understanding how to outflank the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something prevalent in a, uh, in a DP character player, you know, like Jinji, like Tracer. Um, so Rocket League team, unfortunately, I was off a little bit. Oh, and two. Sorry about that. Till tonight. Two. One yeah, and till, two. Exactly. Till tonight. Um, but they got six goals that are scored to assist there by within the team. Um, so they're actually, you know, passing the ball well and doing, or actually three goals, excuse me, three goals in two teams. I'm looking at different stats here. But early in the season, we got a long way to go. And so that is something you tune into the ma- the channels that I mentioned and uh, you could catch the gameplay for tonight. So I'm, I'm so very excited about the next topic here. You know, seeing this today, one of my students, uh, Harmon, who's in my intro to sports media class, he's like, Mr. Green or coach, did you see that Lexi Rodriguez has a trading card with Panini? And I'm like, what? I was like, no, I did not know that. So I was like, send me the link instantly. And so he did. He sent it to me. I clicked it. And it has, I'm looking at Polini.com. I work with them. I've signed cards over the years since I retired, and even when I was playing. But they have Lexi Rodriguez 2023 Panini Instant College Volleyball volleyball card with her number 40. I don't know if that's that's her number, right? Is she 40? She's eight. Okay, I so that. that must be the, just the number of the card, I guess. Um, Pretty sure she's number eight. Yeah, it says I thought she was a single digit. So, but I think forty might just be the card number. Yeah, she's number eight. Yeah, so they have her, and it's the picture was taken on um, volleyball day. So that looks like the big court, you know, the volleyball court that was built out on Memorial Stadium back in on August thirtieth, and that's what the date of the card says, instant panini, and so that's awesome. On the front is a picture of Lexi. On the back 
we have, let me see, I'm about to zoom in because my I can't see, or I'm about to move my computer a little closer. What's it say on the back? Yeah, it's exactly what I thought it says. It's in front of 92,003 fans, the largest crowd ever in a women's sporting event. Nebraska took care of business and blanked you in um, Omaha 3-0. Rick Regas put a show for the everyone packed inside the Memorial Stadium. She produced 15 digs and three aces to prepare her squad to victory. Panini instant. So that's awesome that you got so what they're doing at Panini is a little promotion going on is three days 18 hours and the clock is is counting to get her card to purchase her card mm. and it's it's at a good price now so i think you should get on there it's only 10 bucks but obviously once you buy things and you let them sit and the way volleyball is going on here in nebraska we got the supernovas supernovas in omaha mm. and other teams growing throughout the state and around the united states as well volleyball is definitely making their um their call to saying, you know, knocking on the door, you know, say we want a professional league for young women around the United States, around Nebraska. It's it's so. really cool for Lex. Like, what an honor. Yeah, to, super honor. To have that. I mean, that's something that they can't take away from you ever. Like, you are the first. It's you. Um, amazing how far she's come in her journey just at Nebraska in these last few years. And I'm curious to see what, if anything, a move like that does. Because I think there have been some other college athletes in the the football and basketball realm who have had cards recently, but Lexi's yeah. the first volleyball player. Does this, I don't want to say revive that industry, but kind of spark it again. I, I remember sparked. getting uh, mostly baseball cards, occasionally football yeah. and basketball as a kid. Um, I know my dad, I'm pretty sure my dad still does. At least he did till not long ago. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I think of, you know, trading card games now, it's not sports cards that are front of mind. For most people. Today or? Yeah, back, okay. today. Yeah, it's not. In the past, it, it absolutely used to be. But anymore, I don't think sports cards are the ones Pokemon. that are. Right. Pokemon, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. They, they just released it. They're about to release the Magic the Gathering meets Marvel oh. universe. So they're doing Marvel Magic-esque cards hmm. coming out for the uh, the card game, tabletop game gamers hmm. out there that is popular. So yeah, you're right. It's uh, not the typical. And I think a lot of people, I see a lot of card breaks. Mm-hmm. On Instagram too, um, where a guy will buy somebody will buy a pack of cards from Panini, from Don Russ, from Tops, and look for the rookie card of NBA players, stuff right. like that, on their stream or on their social media account, which mm-hmm. is obviously is profitable because you can sell the cards if you have multiple and uh, make a make it a business basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hope I mean collecting cards, getting them for for Christmas and birthday was so much fun. Yeah, I, I hope that something like this, you know, sparks it in kids again, because there's nothing like pulling your favorite athlete, first of all, putting your binder together, learning about all these different teams that these guys played for, just having it in your hand, you know, then you get to meet him on green, have him sign it someday, maybe (laughs) if if you're (laughs) lucky enough to pull it, stuff like that. Just that that little tactile piece of cardboard can can do so much, open so many just gates to learning about stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I mean, for me, like being on a, the player side of it, I say it started obviously heavy once I got a fr- became a freshman here. And I know I told the story, you know, coming out the locker room from the football offices after the first home game and just having all these fans out there. And it was like, to me, you know, the first thing that popped in my head wasn't, oh my God, it's so many fans. I was just like, I can't believe me writing my name on this piece of cardboard, like you mentioned, is making people so happy. Like <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't even registering. 
I was just happy to make them happy. Right. I was like, well, if it's all it, I mean, I'm not even saying nothing to them. They're just, <laughs> can you can you sign my card, please? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then they got this big smile on me, man, woman, child, people that could be my grandparents, my mom, my dad <laughs> at that time. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, well, I'm glad I could do that. I could just sign something and, and put a, you know, cheese and you know, cheek to cheek smile on somebody. And then I'll do this all the time. Man. And that's yeah. easy because, you know, sometimes it's hard to get people to smile and be happy about things. So. Uh, that's how I looked at it as a night as a you see well I was night no I was a uh, seventeen eighteen mm. I was like oh yeah this is I like this because I could I like making people happy there you go you know look at that look at that so good uh, shout out to Lexi Rodriguez and I hope other ladies on that team because they got ballers Beeson mm. um they have a few they have a whole squad of young ladies that deserve Panini cars tops down rust so I hope they just start and especially with this squad and you look around the big 10 of course with all the teams that you know wisconsin they got ballers over there you know that are doing really good so just if, continue to spread the wealth on that if you're panini don't you try to buy a couple pieces of the court and break them up and put them in cards 100 percent. wouldn't you do that yeah yeah i'm pretty sure they've done that i mean if they haven't done it, i'll be shocked because obviously that's done in football basketball right um you can't really i want to say hockey uniform here's this here's a bag of water i promise it was the ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> A stain. You put a stain on the dirt on, <laughs> on the card somewhere. Because in football, you see the field, like if it was old mm-hmm. turf, and obviously our jersey cut off. Yep. I've seen cars with my Nebraska jersey cut off or my Green Bay Packer jersey mm-hmm. cut off. And uh, NBA does the same thing, obviously. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they have so many di- different things they could do for um, the young young fans, young ladies out there that are expiring to be volleyball players. And, I mean, volley- they'll have a piece of a volleyball in a car. And have another Lexi's name or have another uh, Beeson's name, and mm. it'll be something that young young kids that are aspiring to be there, like I just said, they'll have something to look forward to, you know, and profit off of themselves, but also be part of a a, a club that is very cool, you know, and mm-hmm. to say, hey, I got a card. Um, and I say the cool thing that some of the car companies do, Pelini did it. I know when I was a rookie, Donruss did it, and they will send you all your cards. Oh. in boxes you know and it was like oh i got all of them wow and that's neat some of them even went to the to the stretch of putting them frame them all up for you <sighs> so you get the boxes already boxed up so you could have them out to friends and family but then also put one of them where they have all your cars framed up and you see from start <laughs> to like oh man that's cool that's Thank you. you know and it wasn't something even asked they just did it so i thought it was very cool so now that you know they can experience that you know these these young ladies balling out on the volleyball court. So. Which is awesome. On the, yep. the text line, 402-464-5685, uh, Bubba um, said, first of all, uh, thank you, Amon, for taking some time with him back on Sunday. It would have been. Yes. Um, he said, you yeah. know, he's 39 years old. You put that child smile right back on his face. <laughs> uh, so thanks again. He also says he's on whatnot selling cards, and there's absolutely a huge demand right yeah, now. I'm on whatnot, too. I just mm-hmm. haven't been on there. I haven't had time yet. I probably will have more time in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back because I only have just the one class that I'll teach on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, my intro to esports management. So I'm only going to be in that class in the spring. So maybe my Tuesdays and Thursdays will a little bit open up. I could jump on what I have stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. I have a, we just move and I have a ton of, uh, if you're into Air Force Ones and Jordans that are in great, they're in really good condition because mm-hmm. I take care of my stuff. I will be getting back on it in the spring selling them. Um, so, um, from uh, from my uh, my whatnot channel, so I know that place. And yeah, it's like online. It's a memorabilia place. I think mm-hmm. you've probably been on there. If you, yeah, yeah. So you know what it's about. And so yeah, it's very cool to have fans out there. 
you know, selling. And even if they're already in the business and they just create, it's just smart enough. You have a memorabilia shop and then you create whatnot. Then people that don't usually go to shops anymore because they go online. Right. You now take your shop online and still be, be profitable. Uh, drop the whatnot. Bob, Bubba's asking and wants to save you fees if he buys. Say that again? Uh, what's the, the whatnot handle? Oh, whatnot handle. Uh, I think it is just Mon Green TV. Hold on. Let me check. I'm sure it's obvious. There are probably very few Amon Greens. Right. Uh, as recognizable. Let me log in here. Log stay in. tuned, Bubba. We're getting it. Yep. Stay tuned here. We need it. We, we got to pay bills anytime soon. Uh, Yes. How about that? Let's go yep. to break, and then we will uh, have the whatnot handle. Stay tuned in the spring when we get back. This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back to the show. So with that whatnot, as we went into break, I had to track it down. So that whatnot channel is the Amon Green 30. The Amon Green 30. You can follow me. The picture has my senior football picture there uh, from Central High School. Ooh. So we got an eagle, purple eagle jersey on there, and I'm and I'm clean shaven in that one. I'm ball headed <laughs> uh, in that photo there, and that was my actually. Not too far, right before my senior pictures for my senior year over at uh, Harmon Studios. That's been uh, famous here in uh, Nebraska. Big shout out for getting kids uh, ready for their senior shots. You know, all the way from you know, doesn't matter athlete or not. It's like that's the place you go. Couldn't wait. Wore my I wore wore my football jersey, my senior jersey, you know, that purple jersey, mm-hmm. and I wore my dad's uh, like a gold sweater or yellow sweater that he wore. He he was a Cosby. Sweater guy. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yep. I, I was like, Dad, can I get this sweater for my picture? He's like, Yeah, no problem. I think it fits you now too, and it did. It fit me pretty good. Hey. Like, yep. Yep. All right. And some interesting news, cool news. A guy that I love watching. I mean, he was a fantastic ass- actor, fantastic comedian, and uh, I say one of my favorite roles outside of this role that I'm about to bring up about him, Robin Williams. He was in Good Morning Vietnam. You know, great movie, and I actually got it for Christmas or my birthday one year because I, you know, asked my wife for it, and I love him doing what he had to do, what he was trying to do on the radio, depicting that scene or that movie as a, you know, radio disc jockey in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. You know what he had to, you know, put up with, what he what he tried to be, and you know, bring comedy to the soldiers, but things that he was getting involved with was because of the war and the politics and all that. Just watching that movie and seeing him do that. Just showed me, like, you know, as an actor, like he was well, well versed. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to, he covered the full spectrum, being funny to being somebody that could take a role and make it into he can own it. And he was that guy. So, what uh, to bring him up, Disney, obviously, if you've been a Disney fan, you got kids, you know this, they're in the 100th anniversary. And so, for a Disney 100th anniversary short, so they're bringing back the genie from when he was the genie in the bottle in Aladdin. So Disney is back with the hundred anniversary of a short and the short is called once upon a studio and it, it will appear. It's a, the Aladdin setting and the genie. So the genie has returned to the studio and is using some magic movie magic to once um, again, bring in Robin Williams voice. So with that, they are going in the archives, the Disney storage archives to find unused voice lines from the original film 
and they asked Williams Estate to uh, you know have permission to use those voice lines for this new um, Disney short. And Disney shorts, if you've seen any Disney movie, mostly the ones when they collaborate, I know some a lot of them happen when they collaborate with Pixar. Mm-hmm. They have a little short, a mini movie, right? That's like a two minute movie, five minute movie. Mm-hmm. And so now this is going to be in some you know on something either just straight on Disney Plus. If you have that, you could go watch it. And of him having his voice lines. So here, reading on um, IGN.com, it says, We tried to take them on the journey with us to say, we've got this very special short that we're doing. Robin, as the genie, means so much to so many and people and would be would love, would really love to involve him. So said the producer, Bradford Simonson, in the interview with Variety, um, I'll say back on October 16th. So if you go to the website, and you they probably had it on one of the big headlines you can actually click a video there and watch it and so it says continuing the article the beloved character was a huge hit when aladdin debuted in 1992 so as part of disney 100 anniversary collaboration celebrations it was vital to get the character back and only william zaney charm would do so and um and we know that movie still is chugging on now i know will smith he was the um, genie in the recent one the live action um Mm -hmm. disney uh, representation of Aladdin, which I love. I don't know about you. I um, Austin, what did you think about that? I actually didn't see it. Okay, it's really good. If you okay. got Disney Plus, mm-hmm. or if you get a chance mm-hmm. to, like Hulu or um, Prime Video or Apple Plus, mm-hmm. it's on one of those. You could rent it, check it out. Um, if you want to just see a good song and dance, because it's that you know it was an animated series back in the '90s, but then here and I say it came out last year, 2022. It was a live action song and dance and. Will Smith being him, he's a, he's a he's an entertainer through and through. He did a great job. So to have that, you know, him kind of take the reins from Robin Williams and have also you know his background in acting and comedian, being a comedian, being funny man as well to then you know get it from Robin Williams. It was just good to see the way they did it. If I'm Will Smith, I get why they're going back to the Robin Williams unused stuff. But mm-hmm. if I was the genie, I feel like hey, I'm right here. Yeah, I can voice it. Hey, I could do it. I don't it. know, but or, I, I prefer them doing that to Robin Williams with the unused voice lines compared to like that CGI digital de aging that they did in some of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, like some of that stuff was. Like they, the, did, uh, nah, not, they did not that with Carrie it. Fisher, right? Carrie you, Fisher yeah. and uh, Tarkin. Oh, General Tarkin. Yeah. Or um, yeah, yeah, General yeah. Tarkin. General mm-hmm. Tarkin. Okay, got you. Yeah. So yeah, it just yeah, because that the authenticity is not there. No, you know, you you're like oh man, they're just. Like you said earlier about some other stuff about the panini, it's a cash grab. You yeah, know? you bring that authenticity, you bring that just wholesome organic feel where it just it just happened, mm-hmm. and you 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 know a story like Aladdin and how long it's been out since 1992, and then Robin Williams and what he did you know on and off the camera in the entertainment space, he has a lot of fans, so yeah. you know it definitely will not, um, I say in anytime soon and then to tie it up with somebody just as famous and more pop just as popular as him um will smith who is covered all the range as well of, of different areas of um, being a singer to actor mm-hmm. and has a funny side of him as well um so to kind of i say match him up in something that'll be that'll be cool trying to find a line that can mold into conversation yeah that they're having both as genies or something like it's two different genies even though they played the same character so I think that would be cool. Best Will Smith movie. Ooh. 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 Headsets fell off. Oh. <laughs> because of my Chucky helmet. Sorry about that. Uh, Chucky wig. 
Exactly. Uh, best Will Smith movie. God, you got me on the spot. I like it though. I had to. You had to hit me with it. Um, I had to go first. Bad Boys. Okay. First Bad Boys. Mike Lowry, Mike Martin Lawrence, and him. I mean, seeing the behind the scenes stuff was obviously the best. I got the <laughs> DVD. I got the VHS of it because I was I was in college when that movie came out and. To watch the behind the scenes is the best stuff because they are just making it happen. They're just conversating, conversational, and then they go to the scripts, and then you're like, you really don't know what is was written or what was all them, you mm-hmm. know. And then the action, you know, being the action, I was sucked into that as a kid, as a teenager. So that's probably my number one. But in terms of like, like just recently stuff that he's done, like real serious, um, Pursuit of Happiness, mm-hmm. that one, you know, really where he was. Buying for our Oscar, you know, you, he's been doing it a long time. It, it was whatever a reason why not, you know, why Hollywood, Hollywood wouldn't give him his just due. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, through um, what was the movie that he did receive the Oscar just recently? Was it last year? Um, I can't think of the movie right now, but I know it took him. It's way too long, way past due for him and that. But that was I'll say though I say uh, Bad Boys Two, and then obviously. Um, Pursuit of happiness. Oh, uh, King Richard. King, King Richard. You know, being the dad of Serena, Venus of Serena Williams, mm-hmm. telling that story, fantastic. I mean, I mean, I was literally right down the street. You know, I grew up in Los Angeles, and knowing the neighborhood, knowing how you had to live, you know, you live within it. I mean, even though you had all the chaos going on that he had to deal with raising his daughters. I mean, they were in Compton. I was more South South Central L.A. Both similar to crime and action, and how you had to mm-hmm. live amongst that stuff and to, for him to depict it in the way he did and um, i'm pretty sure serena and venus i mean love what he did in showing who you know representing their dad on screen and i think that's a big that's like playing in the super bowl as a as an athlete because then you're depicting somebody that had a heavy influence on their kids to become who they did mm-hmm. venus and serena and they had other kids they had other daughters that were all successful not just in the sporting world but just in life and mm-hmm. education and all that. They had a daughter that was that had PhD and you know, and so both the mom and the dad in that story, they're fantastic in terms of what they had to do and go through to get their kids raised in a world where we know what's going on, you know, from race to sex, being you know, that they're young women and all that. And so to, to show that and, you know, finally get his just you on the flip side, but I'm glad to have because I've seen I've watched little things before and after the movie where Venus and Arena was like, thank you. They were happy the way he did it, and they were proud of the fact that that was their dad, you know, you know, represented on the screen, what they remember as kids growing up, and it was done in a way that, you know, only Will Smith could have done it. So the fantastic. the text line is saying Bright, the Netflix movie. Oh yeah, and also Ali. Good. I know. I like I like them all. I just know it's no bad movie um, that I've seen of Will Smith. Tough to watch, definitely. Like uh, twelve years, not twelve years a slave. Um, the one he just did a slave one. Uh, Emancipation. Emancipation, yeah. But bright, they're supposed to make a sequel of that, and they still have. Yes, right. They still have. Still waiting man. on it. Yeah, that's six years ago now. Yeah, it's been too long. What's I mean? I know COVID happened. What else? You know, let's get that movie made. Let's get it shot. I know Will's probably excited about it because that was a good movie. Him and um Edgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, was the uh, was the other? It was the like the the org. Mm-hmm. or the warlock or whatever he was a, a, a fictional creature you know from the 
from a, I say like a world of Dungeons and Dragons that was actually a police officer. That was so cool. To see that depicted in a movie was like so awesome. So I know we got a break here coming up. Yeah, we should probably take it and wrap yep. things up after this. This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back on the scene, crispy and clean, and we're gonna probably we're gonna try to wrap we're gonna wrap it up with some little tidbits from the NFL. We got free agency going on, and it is wild. Trade deadline. Oh my Three goodness! o'clock today. Wrap it up. Central Standard, four p.m. Eastern. We have Chase Young. Ohio State DN, mm-hmm. Commanders player, now is joining Bosa and crew out with the 49ers. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Montez Sweat. Our third round pick is all. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Just a third. Just a and third. he was a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Stealing. Stealing candy from Stealing. a baby on Halloween. Stealing a discount rate. Montez Sweat. Commanders, correct? Yep. Now a bear. They need help. They do. <laughs> they, they need all hands on deck. <laughs> Leonard Williams, now a Seahawk, was a giant. And it says Raiders receiver Devontae Adams. And it says Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. And Vikings rush, edge rusher Daniel Hunter. And a few other guys are like in speculation mode. There's buzz mode about Devontae going back to Green Bay or leaving the Raiders after being frustrated. I mean, I watched the Monday night game. He's, he's not happy. He's that. very. I mean, he's not only is he he's been vocal mm-hmm. in press conferences before mm-hmm. and after games during practice after practice. Now he's showing the body um, language of like not that he wants to leave. Just like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. Can't get me the ball. We're not winning, and all that comes together. And it just a little bit because I know him. I didn't get a chance to play with him, but obviously being in Green Bay, we crossed paths, done interviews with him, and just would think that he. It must be really bothering him, or something changed between you know his, his rookie year till now. Obviously, a lot's changed. He's grown yeah. up, and he's been in the business sense of you know going to places, getting his money, and understand that. But it's just like you gotta, you still gotta hold yourself to a different. You know, he talked about how he holds himself to a standard on the football field, mm-hmm. off the field too. You know, don't show the cracking. You know, being mm-hmm. frustrated because that is showing you know some you know showing the frustration. Obviously, you're being human, but also you want to keep that professionalism. To a point, you know the because, cameras still point to the sidelines, right? And so, I mean, he'll take it. He he's a grown man, you know. Whatever mm-hmm. flash he backlash he gets back on that. Danell Hunter, um, a guy that wreaked havoc this past weekend against uh, the Packers, you know, sacking uh, Jay, uh, Love a lot in that game, mm-hmm. causing problems. So yeah, it's man, it's here. Crazy midseason free agency for NFL is amazing. Like for Razul Douglas to get to. I think he went to Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, my goodness. Yep. Mm-hmm. For a fifth-round pick? That's it. Are you kidding me? Stealing. Oh, my goodness. Stealing. And Buffalo, they needed help. Buffalo they does needed, need They help. needed some mm-hmm. DB help. Mm-hmm. Now it solidifies, and that's their second time. That's their second Packer up there. Um, oh, God, I just had his name in my, in my frontal lobe. I can't think of it. Micah Hyde. Yeah, Hyde. Micah Hyde mm-hmm. it was a, a former Packer now. But he mm-hmm. never knew. He never didn't play with Razul. They were, like, a few years separated, so... Just happened, so it's a happenstance. Just coincidence. Thing. Just coincidence that you have two former Packers going to the Bills. That means maybe somebody in the Bears scouting department 
is a former Packer, like scout or something. Ooh, yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Connection there somewhere. There's some connection because you just don't take two back-to-back Packer or players from the same team. Well, that's what I think people don't understand about pro sports sometimes is, yes, it's about filling needs with players, but so much of it comes down to who you know, where you worked before, what's that working relationship, can you get a deal done? Right, because I remember when I got to Green Bay, there was, I can't remember if it was uh, Mr. Ron Wolf. Or our head coach, Mike Sherman, who liked us. When I say us, he liked Huskers. Because mm. it was from the time I got there to about 2004 mm-hmm. that we were, we called Green Bay Nebraska North. Because it was <laughs> me. I think the first former Husker beyond myself, other than, oh, it was me. I got traded. Steve mm-hmm. Warren got drafted that mm-hmm. year in 2000. And in a few years, a year or two after that, Scott. Came right. in free agency, mm-hmm. Scott Frost, and then Darren Dietrich, mm-hmm. and then Wilson Thomas. We had five of us, and then um, a couple of years later, Brandon Jackson. Yep, Brandon came Jackson in. came mm-hmm. in right before I left. Right mm-hmm. around I left, I left in 07 to Houston, and came back. So he was here in 09. Mm, so right. yeah, we had about a, almost ten players from our Husker squad that was from '95, you know, counting me, all the way to 2002, 2003 rosters for the mm-hmm. Huskers. So. That was because somebody in the house, you know, liked us. But then you got Chase Young going to 49ers. You got Ezra Cleveland going to Jacksonville. He was once a Viking. Josh Dobbs, who was the starting quarterback for the <laughs> Cardinals, is now with the Vikings, obviously, because of Kirk Cousin. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Kentavious Street was an Eagle, now is a Falcon. Leonard Williams, like I mentioned, is now a Seahawk. And on down the line, McCole Hardeman. He just got back with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, any other? Randy Gregory, he's been in 49ers for about a week now, so he already got a game under his belt. Um, Clay, Chase Claypool, who was a Steeler, then a Bear, and now is a Dolphin. So that one right there, they didn't really need wide receivers, but maybe you know having an inventory of some good quality because he's a he's a first rounder. Mm-hmm. He's a big kid. Right. He's not a small receiver. Different than what they have, yeah, right? They have the track have speed. guys. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah this, this is not a speedster. No. You know, he's not a speedster. No. Can he um, out-muscle DBs? Yes, but he's not going to outrun them, especially like uh, Waddle and and Mr. Hill there. And then Cam mm-hmm. Akers, he's with the with the uh, Vikings already. J.C. Jackson, I think, uh, yeah, he was with the, he's with the Patriots. So, interesting. But, yeah, blowing them off the top of it. There we go. So we end the show with some mouth-dropping trades going on. Oh, my goodness. Good players getting moved for much less than you would think they're worth. Way much less. And they're getting them for discount prices here. You know, we Good got, for the GM that's getting them. Yeah, the one smart, that's giving them up. Woo. Yeah, smart money. And so, again, I heard Jay said at the end of the show, in the his show as well, hey, happy Halloween. You see me, I'm Chucky. <laughs> my, my bride, my wife was the, the – uh, uh, Bride of Chucky, we had we went to a couple of Halloween parties this, or we went to a Halloween party this weekend, had fun with our neighbors in the neighborhood there. So for everyone trick or treating, it might be over by now because it's you know sun already down. But for those that are still out, be safe, um, have fun, and then make it back home. And remember, just give the kids a couple. It's it's middle of the week. It's not like a Saturday or <laughs> or a Friday where they could stay up all night watching movies and eating candy. Can't do that. Be like what. This is what you got. You got one Snicker bar, one thing, open it up, and then get ready for bed. That's what you got to do, mom and dad. Try to stick to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see y'all tomorrow.